At Meyer, your health and safety is our first priority. That's why Meyer Pharmacy has partnered with the CDC to administer free COVID-19 vaccinations when they become available to us. Register now to get your free COVID vaccinations at Meyer and get updates to your phone. Text COVID to 75049 to get started. That's COVID to 75049. You can also visit your Meyer pharmacist or go to clinic.meyer.com for more information. With Wow Internet, your home is more than just a home. It can be your office and also a school and a gym and a store, a movie theater, a bar. You need speed and reliability to do it all. Get super fast Internet 100 for a crazy low $29.99 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get a free modem for six months. Sign up today at Huawei.com. Wow. Limited to new customers with auto pay and paperless billing. Restrictions and terms apply. Offer subject to change. You're listening to Black Girl Blueprint. Because black girls did it first. And honestly, better. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Black Girl Blueprint, your fave podcast for all the Gen Z Black Girl tea. My name is Lauren. And my name is McKean, and thanks, y'all, for tuning into today's episode. So we're going to be having a conversation about grind culture and hustle culture and, you know, everything that sort of encompasses those things from LLC Twitter to, to I don't know, you know, all the, to, to Rock Nation brunch Twitter to all the things. So yeah. There's a lot to get into today, honestly, especially with, like thinking about Black Twitter. This is always a common topic. It's also dinner with Jay-Z. Twitter is up in there, high up there mm-hmm. as well. So there's just a lot to talk about in terms of, yeah, like if this is healthy, if there are benefits to it maybe, or where this even comes from, how it shows up in our daily lives. So there's a lot to get into, a lot to discuss today. But you know, before we get into that, we got to do our little read the room. So McKean, what are we talking about today? Yes. So today we have a few things on the roster. First, oh wait, for anyone who doesn't know, read the room, which you probably do know at this point, but I mean, (laughs) read the room is kind of the segment where we check in about our personal lives, the tea going on there. We check in with the tea going on in y'all's lives. And a lot of the times just really like what Black Twitter is talking about. So, but first we have an update. We have a podcast update. And for anyone who maybe isn't following us on social media, which like, go and do that but Period. if you aren't we recently launched some merchandise which is so exciting and you know actually so by the time this episode goes up it'll only be on sale for a couple more days you have three days to buy it but we launched some crew necks that we designed ourselves in collaboration with soho youth club and thanks to their little black history month collection we are getting 100 percent of the proceeds so get you a cute crew neck and help support and fund our podcast while at it. It sounds like a win-win to me. Sounds great to me. No, they're so cute. I love the crew necks. I be wearing mine all the time. Period. Just around, just walking <laughs> around campus with my little crew neck on. But no, yeah, they're really cute. So support us. Like Mikeen said, 100% of the profits go towards us. And yeah, we're just really excited about it. Every yeah. time I see like people responding to us on Twitter being like, just got mine. I'm like, I know. Queen. I was like, wow, people are actually buying this. Like, thanks. Right? <laughs> one of my coworkers bought one too and they just sent me the um screen cap I was like just got mine I'm like stop 
please. Aww. Also, a little update as well. You can't bother much. We also have a giveaway happening yes. right now on our Instagram. So go over there and figure out how you can enter to win one of our crew necks. Yep. Um, at Black yeah. Girl Blueprint. And yeah, Period. hope you win. Hope you win. Hope you get one. Yes. Um, yeah. Period. Ha! Um, <laughs> up next on our read the room roster though to talk about today is this disheartening tweet that i saw about our girl taraji mm-hmm. to be fair to preface i've never seen this movie don't really know who benjamin button is hope he's having a great day i, I don't know who he Me is. Neither. Is, that, is that benjamin button's disease who? or whatever when people look like kids their whole life or something i thought i don't know i've heard <laughs> it be used as like not like a meme but as like you know, people being like, oh, Benjamin Button, like, you get, look younger as you age. Right. But I didn't know if that's what the plot of the I movie think it's was. a disease. But maybe it's, like, named after a real person. <laughs> I don't know. I, man. Thought, I thought that was a man, a child. Anyway. Well, <laughs> apparently, Taraji carried that movie on her back. And I'm not shocked, because black right. women always be doing that. Mm-hmm. But apparently, the movie was, like, a huge success. Made, like, multi, like, millions of dollars like in the box. Like, hundred billion plus dollars, right? Or... 100 million. 100 million. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> That's 100 million. <laughs> that would be like, great. Imagine that. And Homegirl only got paid $40,000. $40,000. $40, there was some clarification in the comments. It was basically she asked for 500000 They gave her 150000 and she only made 40000 after taxes. That was what the tweet First of said. All, I don't know nothing about taxes, but what type of taxes take? that Listen, much of your that's, check that's she got less Americans. than a third of the check i don't know how taxes work i mm. can't even count that high listen that has nothing to do with me that's but crazy that's wild it like a movie that made that much money you couldn't right. even give little sis who was carrying the movie five hundred thousand dollars huh that's really bogus what? for her to walk away with less even 100k i feel like would be low i don't know that much about the industry but like I feel like if she got 100K, that would be, like, significantly lower than what she should get paid for being in a Agreed. Film. Right. Like Agreed. That, mm-hmm. She should have made a slow million on that one. But this is the thing, like, they do this to black women all the time. Like, this is the same thing Monique was talking about, I think, last mm-hmm. year with getting underpaid by Netflix. Like, you mm-hmm. find out that these men are getting paid significantly higher for for doing what? For doing what? Doing doing what? Like, period. Also, it's there's something going around as well right now. The same thing goes for influencers as well. I don't know if you saw that comparison with like what, yeah, like black and white influencers will get paid and it's a big disparity. We're talking like 200,000 compared to like 2,000. Right. Like that Not even like of a gap. Mac, right. I think the max for black influencers was like 1,500, like the average high end of things. And it's crazy because then I saw a quote of that same tweet. The graph is crazy. Like, it's just a tweet, a little graphic that someone made. But I saw a quote tweet of that same one. And it was like, think about the fact that, like, the, what's that girl? You know, the family that got the show off TikTok. Um, Charlie D'Amelio. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> the way their names are not going to The way that they're getting a TV show off of making TikToks that other Black creators made. They like, can't even and dance. I actually finally went and like scrolled through her page. Finally, because I, I just, I recently downloaded TikTok for my boss. Mm-hmm. But I was like, 
these are very lackluster. Where's the energy? Like, where's the creation? They call themselves content creators, but I'm seeing nothing. I'm getting nothing. Like, She's getting, like, millions of views on a video of her just, like, drinking a Dunkin' iced coffee. And I'm like, meanwhile, black painters are there breaking their backs, holding that app on their backs. All of the memes, all the funny sounds, it's black creators that are doing yeah. that. But That's so alarming. It, ooh, it makes my skin crawl every time I think about it. Because I'm like, for what? What are you doing? Like, right. what is... And it's even, it's even worse because we talk about, like, how maybe in this age of the internet, you know sort of barriers are being broken it's possible for anyone to get exposure it's possible for anyone to sort of make make content and become popular off of it but like knowing that that popularity is not translating to pay that. for these people like we knew it with Jalea Harmon when she did the dance and like was only getting credit after like black twitter made sure that people were saying her name mm-hmm. like it's alarming like you might still be popular but your your checks are not gonna come the same way like a, a white girl in some skinny jeans will just take your stuff and make a hundred thousand more than you what that blows <laughs> what? me that blows my mind i can't wow yeah but anyways on to some some more light-hearted content i guess to end the read the room we've been loving this like you had to be there you just had to be there y'all weren't there twitter trend Mm -hmm. and basically it's people like dropping photos of different nostalgic moments Mm -hmm. whether from anything like literally from any possible thing that we might remember and the captions will be like oh y'all just weren't there or (laughs) you had to be there like some examples i'm thinking of are shoot i mean i did one that was with bring it on and the two bring it on movies that matter bring it on one and bring it on three period with gabrielle and Solange. Solange. don't talk about the second one don't recall her but <laughs> i don't even know the second I actually one really, i don't think so either I, actually, I was joking but was that the one with christina million yes Millian? yes actually yes because some people were replying and they were like did you forget her and i was like no, no. i said what i said forget who <laughs> anyways go ahead but, yeah, I mean, that, that's been hilarious. I would love to, maybe we can just go through a few of our own. You just had to be there or y'all weren't there. Well, before we get into that, I, you're giving your tweets not enough credit because Gabrielle Union responded to your tweets. Yes, that was, okay, that was actually crazy because it was like 10 minutes after I tweeted it also. Like, it hasn't she just be on yet. Twitter. Like, she just be she scrolling. Because, like, she be liking stuff as soon as it goes up. I'm like, my girl. Hey. Hi. How you doing? You all be on an episode? <laughs> Can you come? Please, really, like, pull up, Miss Gabrielle, please. But yeah, she quoted that was crazy, and she and then she did a TikTok about bringing it on. Now she's like, I don't want to take credit, but you did see to me. Hire me, hire me. <laughs> you want a social media manager? Hire me. I'll you got it. it. <laughs> also, Lynn Whitfield too responded to another one. Oh yeah, wait, what tweet was that about? I don't know. Oh, that was a different tweet, but that was also maybe something to talk about. That was the one about black women that could play Ursula. Mm. Or no, no, no. Not Could Ursula. play um, Cruella. Cruella DeVille. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't like that so, Cruella trailer. Emma Stone, of all the people to play Cruella? I was oh, like, wait, that's that's a real thing? I think so. I thought so. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. I was not a fan. I feel like, no, yeah, no. I don't know if Adele could act, but I think she would actually kill that in terms of white women, but... Adele? <laughs> Yes, I could see Adele as Cruella. I really could. Maybe. I don't know. When I think of Cruella, I just think of someone who has kind of like sharp, like bone structure. Just kind of like the one, um, 
from Pose, she would be the best. Yes. Dominique Chloe. Jackson, I think. I think yes. yes. She would be she would. absolutely amazing. Um, I could also see Angela Bassett killing it. Angela like, Bassett can kill anything. You can put Angela in any role. And Miss Angela would kill it. I saw another thing about Lynn Whitfield, though. Someone, like, posted um, some, like, pictures of her when she was younger and was just like, oh, she was the moment. She was so fine. And she just wanted, she was like, and I still am. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, Auntie, go ahead. Yes, ma'am. No, but that same day, actually, now that we're talking about Lynn Whitfield, <laughs> this is not originally on the roster, but she, um, someone tweeted at her and they were like, do you get tired of always be having to play, like, the mean Black lady? role Mm -hmm. like the bossy mean woman and she was like yeah Mm -hmm. I do like I would love to play like a loving mother role one day Mm -hmm. and honestly I wonder that about Gabrielle Union too because if you think about like Mm. most of her roles are like that like the mean girl yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) and she plays it well she does it well she does it well well. but I'm just like I do wonder about that's such an interesting role to be typecast in and I can't think of white women that have been typecast in that same way me either well there's two things one it's very more likely or frequent I think for black women to be typecast and put into boxes and then I also think you think about why they're typecast that way especially when they're alongside their white co-stars like thinking about Gabrielle Union not just in the bring it on movies where like Actually, I'm, like, side note, I, don't, I haven't seen the first Bring It On movie. I've only seen the scene. Gabrielle, don't come for me. Don't come for me, please. <laughs> I could never find it online. It wasn't on Netflix. Okay. But it's I've okay. seen the clip that matters. The one where they were, you know, at the, at the high school football game. And they were like, you know, when they stole the yes, dance. I know the one you mean. I've yes. seen that scene. You should go watch that. You should watch it. That's I will. Awesome. Maybe I'll watch it. It's spring break. The midterms are over. I'll watch that. But... Yeah. There was another movie that Gabrielle was in. Have you ever seen 10 Things I Hate About You? Mm-mm. See, you need to see that one. You got to see that one. But it's the same it thing. Hurt. Yeah. Well, she's typecast in the same way as like the mean black girl or whatever. The like, climb to the top. X, y, you know what I mean? But she's alongside her white co-star type thing. Who's mm. like the nice one and like the girl. But I'm even thinking about in that movie the girl who plays like the real like mean girl of the movie is like julia styles i don't know if you know who that is Mm-mm. she was the one who was in save the last dance with bianca lawson i'm just calling off a lot of movies now Wait, i haven't seen any of these if you've seen her she's always in these movies i don't know that was the one where she was like the white girl at the school with all the black people and you know you never seen okay it's fine. but it's fine. anyway the way she plays a mean girl in that movie but then you see her in other movies playing like these nice roles and I'm like why can't black women get that same versatility you know what I mean because even though she's like known for that role in like 10 things I hate about you being like because it's based off you ever seen like um you ever read Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew yeah it's based off of that so she's like the shrew and then she still got to play nice roles in other movies instead of just being molded into that thing you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway, exactly. That was a long-winded way to be like, let black women have different roles. Let them have Please. variety and range. Right, we can do a lot. Mm-hmm. We can do a lot. Like, we can do it all. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Exactly. Anyways, did we want to go back to the, <laughs> you had to be there? Oh, yeah, we can, we can, because I really love that trend, honestly. Okay, what are your, some of your favorites mm. of moments that you wish, or you wish we need to, we need to return to collectively. Ooh, I don't know about return to. There was one that I really liked that was about, like, the Tumblr age, and I was a very much an angsty Tumblr girl, so it was just, like, the Tumblr feed uh, with, like, Sweater Weather by the Neighborhood. Yep. I was like, mm-hmm. this was me. 
you know, t- circa, literally, <laughs> circa 2014, that was, that was me 100% of the way. The time. I'm, I don't, Those pictures of Rihanna, sorry, with the, with, she had like the blondish hair and everyone was like, wow, mm. Rihanna really had the Tumblr girls around her finger in this era. No, truly. <laughs> but also, there was another one with red hair era Rihanna that was like the what's my name um only yes. girl in the world that type yes. of era i was like mm, bring that back rihanna honestly that was a, rihanna has many moments ponder replay when that dropped iconic even her That's pink awesome. hair like pink hair era to that basketball mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. and even like the 2016 like work control this is not just rihanna but also drake but like the whole you remember when those work controller one dance and um there was a fourth one i think a fourth song it was but yeah that was summer 2016 i think yep. and people it was like this i remember that whole time like yeah was that the time wild thoughts came out too hmm I feel like that was maybe the year later. I think that was maybe the year after. But uh, T, I know people like hate on Drake or whatever, but there was a tweet that I saw that people saying that they really associate like good memories with like summer 2016 or like summer 2018. A lot of that has to do with like Drake songs or whatever. I would never hate on Drake. I love him. I love him too. I don't know if that was (laughs) a problem, but like, I think- no. I was having this conversation. This is way off topic for what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> but I was having this conversation with someone the other day when it was just like, yeah, like Drake might be like, quote unquote, like a culture vulture or like he might not necessarily be like the best rapper out there, but he knows how to make music that's entertaining and music that will he like- He makes bop after bop for like 12 years straight. That's what I'm point. saying. Like he's talented yeah. for what he is and for what he does. You're like his bars might not go crazy. He might not have like the best flow out there as a rapper. Right. But he's making good music. Like, summer 2018, that was when, what was that? God's Plan. That was... Oh, wow, that was that long ago? Nice wow. for What? Nice for What was a bop. That was my song. Drake just knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. He knows how to put out a bop. Like, he knows how to put the song out. It's, but there's that one song where he jokes about it, where he's all like... I forget what he says. He's like, you might not be listening to me, but like, your mama is present play. Your your trainer is present play. Your whole wife is present play. Like, everyone is listening. You but anyways, yes. That's right. Drake in the house. We do but, stand. Um, other you had to be there moments. I tweeted one that people apparently didn't like that much. Um, the <laughs> Sneaker Night by Vanessa Hutchins. Oh, I love you that era. That. Are you kidding me? <laughs> when she was, oh, what was her other song? Um, Say okay. Say okay. Period. No, listen. Mm-hmm. That whole era too. Don't get me started. Because I was. Sneaker night, people. It's a bad song. It was terrible. It, it is, it's terrible. It's still a bob. Like I listened to it when I tweeted it, and I was liking it. But everyone was like, nobody wants to be there for this. I was like, uh, I like. I wanted to be there. I, I wanted to put my fingers on. <laughs> <laughs> that I did like say okay more than sneaker night though. Yeah. But that whole era too. With when I was in my Disney bag when Ashley Tisdale had her song out. Do you remember when she did yes. the, um, well she did that, but she also did the cover of Kiss the Girl from the, oh my god, yes. do you remember that? Unfortunately. <laughs> Listen, the songs might not have been good, but I was in my bag. Listen, she was killing it. She was doing her thing. Listen, I don't, I stand, I stand Ashley oh Tisdale god. in this house. Now that we're at the Disney Channel, it seems like Seven Things by Miley was really a moment. That was a like, bop. Cultural reset. That is true. That is was a cultural reset. Honestly, honestly, I love that, that was Disney era. Bop. 
Yes. There was another tweet I saw with the y'all had to be there, and it was like the old screen caps of what it would look like with like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, or like the thing where like the like the Disney Channel original movies where they like the kids would be doing mm-hmm. cartwheels and shit. Yep. You remember that? <laughs> it was like wow, take me back. Take me like, back. I, wow. Did you ever wow. watch that movie? Um, what was it called? The Color of Friendship. No, I actually didn't watch that one. I remember the commercials and everything for it. I just never watched it with, with the black. Yeah. That movie was so, just like the premise of it was just hilarious to me. Because you know what it's about? I, I got the gist that it was like a black girl and a white girl being friends. No. Okay. So basically <laughs> the gist of the movie is that there was this like black American family, right? And they were getting an exchange student from South Africa. So in their head, they were like, okay, like a black girl from, Af- like a black person from Africa is coming. <laughs> so like they showed up and they had like all the dashikis, like they were ready for her to show up. And then all of a sudden this white girl shows up and they were oh like, um, who is this? And she thought that she was coming to America. So she thought she was going to meet That's white people. So it was funny. <laughs> I'm like, this is a great movie. Listen. I have to watch that. <laughs> the directors are dirty for that There's a clip from it that's so funny. And they just show up in dashikis and then like the white girl walks in they're like, who is this? <laughs> that's too much that's too much i have so many oh my gosh those movies were my life did you ever watch jump in with corbett blue yes okay yes that was so good i was re-listening to the soundtrack from that recently they did their thing on that movie listen like her song what was it called um it's my turn now yes yes and then also that one girl who sang all of the songs at that time um shoot i'm trying to think of one i it's like, you don't know how it feels to be left up. You know that one? Mm-mm. Okay, never mind. Well, she sang one of the ones for Jumped In and that jump in and that was also Bob. Mm. But anyway, I can't remember her name. <laughs> Even the Disney Channel theme songs, like I was re-listening to like the That's So Raven theme song, the Kim Possible theme song. Like they were bop after bop. Listen, I don't even know who's on Disney these days. Like, child. Well, apparently, did you see that whole controversy with like it's on Disney Plus, but it's like the new High School Musical with Olivia Rodrigo and the, the driver's show? license song. Yeah, the show. Do you hear anything about the driver's license thing? I heard about that song. Yeah, I still haven't heard it though. I feel like I'm the only person that has not listened. Yeah, to it. but they they made a whole <laughs> SNL skit about the song. I saw the skit too. Yeah. Child, there's a lot. But the Disney, I, the Disney girls are fighting. Oh yeah, well, okay. Actually, yes, because I did see the skit. Because they, okay, I remember now. Yeah, welcome back. I don't know who that girl is though. I didn't know about her until the song came out. I like Driver's License. That should be having me in my bag. Yeah, listen, people are like calling her the new Taylor Swift or something, right? But I didn't really like Taylor Swift, so <laughs> that's kind of why I haven't. Listened. I love Taylor Swift. Listen, that, maybe that'll be my tweet. I used to love Taylor Swift when she was singing really? "Teardrops on My Guitar" when she was in her country girl era. Listen, okay, that was like when I barely liked her, but I honestly, reflecting on it, like I know those songs, but it's only because I went to school with a bunch of white girls. It's not because I really wanted. That's to like fair. Her. No. <laughs> I know I liked it. I used to be making my little like music videos on my computer. Do you, you ever heard "Bubbly" by Colby Calais? Yes, yes. That was that. that was that's that. that same era for me. <laughs> yes, I would just. And um, <laughs> I'm also remembering now for some reason "Unwritten" by Natasha. Whatever. A that was a bop. Listen, Natasha Benfield. Whatever. I hope, yes. I hope she's having a great day today. She carried that air on her back. Are you kidding me? She really did. I remember that whole music video. Like, Period. Oh, my gosh. I need to go. I have a playlist on my thing called Carpool Karaoke, and it's just all of those old songs. I can You need to link us. I got link you. I got, I'll let y'all know. Listen. 
But anyway, we could talk about this all day. We need to get into the actual yes. content of the episode. Okay. <laughs> so basically what we're talking about today is something that like, I guess we're all familiar with it, even if you aren't calling it um, hustle and grind culture. And it's basically this thing that's become really, really mainstream now of like always having to like be productive or this whole culture of you know being a workaholic and being obsessed with this idea of striving and you know getting your bag or whatever no matter what I guess the consequences of that are and I think a lot of that will be like oh yeah being proud of yourself for like working extra hours or you know feeling like the need also there's a performative kind of element to it of like posting all of your wins and like glamorizing the fact that you're tired and that means you worked really hard so like you're the best of the best and, like, right that type of idea has just become really really mainstream now and I guess it's a bit of an obsession with this like money and success and productivity so there's a lot of that going on honestly yeah. and we see it a lot Absolutely. not just like on Twitter but also just like in our daily lives and McKenna, I'm going to ask you this question do you subscribe to this hustle and grind culture I guess in, both like in theory or in practice like what do you what's been your take on it I think in theory definitely no and I mean also looking in practice I think there are definitely ways in which I've internalized it a little bit mm-hmm. but overall I prioritize my rest like I feel very good at doing absolutely nothing that's fair <laughs> so I think I think I, I don't know why that is. I think that maybe is, I don't know why I'm that way. It's partly laziness, but I'm okay <laughs> with that. Um, <laughs> so I guess the short answer is no, but like there definitely are, like I can't downplay the ways that I have that maybe I'm not being completely honest about. Like that is a result of you thinking you need to grind or like you need to hustle or whatever. So that's fair. That's my answer. <laughs> Oh, definitely. In theory, obviously, no. I don't. I don't think that that's a good idea. I don't think it's healthy at all. In practice, child, I don't think in practice I do. There's like the performative aspect of it. I don't feel the need to like be like I'm so busy. I'm doing this and like show it off to people and let people know that I'm busy. But in terms of the way that I treat myself and the ways that I don't prioritize my rest, I'd be tired sometimes. I think I'll see it a lot, especially when I like take on a lot more product projects than I need to so then I'll just be like yeah like I can do x y and z plus I can do this or I'll just like add things onto my plate just to see if I could do it or for the sake of doing it but then there's also another element of it like when I'm really busy I feel good it's like almost like an adrenaline dren- why can I not speak today adrenaline <laughs> type yes. of rush it's these aligners like do I have a list <laughs> <laughs> no not really no okay I just started wearing these again. That was going to be my what's bringing me joy. The idea that I will oh. be having straight teeth soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I get really, really proud of myself in a weird, strange way. If I'm like really busy and I'm getting everything done, then like, mm. I don't know. It's really odd the ways it manifests in my life. And I guess the ways that I like see it, especially on this campus, Columbia's campus is like the hub for this yeah. performative workahol, what it worker, bleh, workaholicism i don't know how to what's the word workaholism workaholicism mm. Chuck. is that the word <laughs> i don't think that's a word but we can use it anyway but yeah it shows up all the time yeah here. no that campus i don't miss it i'm not even gonna lie like there are elements that i miss about obviously being at school but like i'm really just i don't know when i got like this or why i'm like this there's probably more to unpack but 
I'm really not impressed by you can tell when people are just doing work just because yeah you can tell when they're just doing projects just doing internships like just doing all these things like to check off a box and then flaunt and as much as I'm like you know do you like we all I guess have to do a little bit I guess to like come up or whatever we want to call it I've never like had envy for that I've never admired it like Mm -hmm. just to me it's just like it's it it sits with me the same way as like different celebrities that do activism performatively. Mm. Like in my head, it's all kind of the same thing in terms of like I much more admire somebody who's doing a passion project who doesn't have some huge following, but I can tell they're like invested in it mm-hmm. and like they're doing it because it's something they care about rather than someone who like I don't know makes a platform for activism that like out the blue like. Mm-hmm. What, what, where did this come from? no real real <laughs> like, real so to me i don't know like that's that's how i feel about it and i feel like at that school for this week at macy's get great deals on fashion and home essentials update your wardrobe with 20 percent off new spring shoes and sneakers and 20 to 50 percent off fresh looks for him and her plus transform your space with lux hotel collection bedding now 40 percent off and Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Sure. We've talked about it in one of the past episodes, but like people are always announcing this internship and like this fellowship and like this grant or this whatever. And, you know, more power to them. But I do be wondering like, when I, if you, if you meet someone, when you meet somebody that, you know, you see doing all of this flaunting and you don't hear the, any energy behind how they talk about the things that they do or like any sort of pride, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's more so just like a, oh, well, I do this. Like I do this, like, you know, kind of going down the list. It's mm-hmm. like, you constantly are wondering like, why though? Like, but, but why? Mm-hmm. To me, I don't know. That's, that's tough. And I feel like I also try to hold myself to that same standard because if I can't answer to myself why I'm doing something, to me, then it's clear, like, mm-mm. Don't be doing it. Even if it's, like, not fun, you know, sometimes I will say, like, that's different than we're always, I think we're all inevitably going to, and this is unfortunate and probably a result of capitalism, but, like, we're going to find ourselves in a work environment or something that is not necessarily bringing us joy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think those circumstances are different in that, like, sometimes you got to be in a position that you don't love to with with the vision of where you think you want to be in mind and I think those are different circumstances from just like doing work just because you know what I mean that's so, fair like, I guess the the judgment is not like are you super happy but like is there a motivation behind it like is there is the is like you know is this in line with like a goal you have for yourself or is this just something that you think you have to do or that you think you should be doing type of thing yeah no I think that's really fair I think that last thing you're saying about if this is something you feel like you should be doing is really important especially on this campus because I talked about this in one of our earlier episodes I think it was season one episode five when we were talking about like being in our early 20s um but when I got to Columbia's campus and everyone had a LinkedIn, everyone already had like X, Y, and Z internships from Goldman Sachs or whatever, I felt like I was behind. So I was like, okay, I need to do like a bunch of internships. I need to catch up. Even hearing my friends like talk about like junior summer, like what do we have to be doing? Like, do we have to have an internship? Do we have to do this? And it's kind of like, there's a standard that you need to be productive, even to the point where they're wondering like, 
will I be far behind and not be able to get a job if I don't have the best internship ever for this summer? And I'm like, no, no, I don't think so. Really, it's not how that works. I don't like, and to me, the saddest part of it, especially with that whole like Goldman Sachs type or like some firm internship, like the way that it strips us of our dreams and like Mm -hmm. the things that we want to do and the things that we came to the school thinking we would do like just because we see other folks doing it and we go in line with them like I want to know how many people that have these internships at Goldman Sachs had a whole different vision for what they wanted to do in life Mm -hmm. and were just told that like or just saw all of the LinkedIn updates and felt a need to apply to that you know what I mean like no truly like are you really interested in investment banking are you really interested in that or did you have interest before that now you're like stuck in this career path because you did have that Goldman Sachs internship and like now you're going to get a job there and like by the time we're 30 our dreams are so out of mind and like we're on this path that was not our own like mm-hmm. that's the saddest part to me I just I feel like it traps a lot of people like I was talking to a girl who um graduated from Columbia valedictorian ended up working in this firm like some investment firm or something and it was like a huge job it was a huge deal that she got this job and she ended up quitting a couple years after graduating because she was just like this is not where I want to be this is not the dream that I had for myself like I I this is not the system that I want to be in and I don't want to find myself somewhere down the road having lost complete sight of like where I saw myself being in the future like now is the time for me to not to give that up and realize this is not of me like this is not something that I need and it's sad because I feel like most people don't have that realization yeah. they get trapped in these careers that they started in college because of pressure you mm-hmm. know what I mean I don't want that I really don't I don't want that for <laughs> me and I felt honestly the end of freshman year beginning of sophomore year I definitely was falling into that trap I could see myself because I was also at this time part of like one of those like pre-professional societies mm-hmm. or whatever so I would like be going to like the LinkedIn workshops so or I'd be going to like the resume workshops they'd have like you know these little get-togethers for like Goldman Sachs would come and then you can talk to them and I was just like okay like this is the standard like this is what I should be striving for like my end goal should be to get a job with Goldman Sachs to get one with Morgan Stanley JP Morgan whatever this is how people measure success here so getting an internship with like google facebook whatever that should be what i want and then when i thought about it and i was like i don't want to work for them i don't want to do that they don't have anything that i want to do so i like the more i thought about it, i'm like why am i here like what is it about this like am i doing this because i want to do this or because i've been told that this is what i should be doing and i think that right. comes in for me a lot as well sometimes i'll be scrolling through like twitter or scrolling through like Instagram, even like people at the school, there's this whole thing of like getting a side hustle. You know, you have to be like making money on the side or like if you have, you know, a hobby that you really enjoy doing, like you should be trying to find a way to monetize it. And I'm like, why? And I think that's like a greater conversation that we're going to get into in a little bit of like, where does this come from? And why is this something that's so common and mainstream now? But it's just like, why do I need a side hustle? Why do I, why, why is everything structured around productivity and money and success like why can't I do something because I enjoy doing something right I don't know I have that same like I have this conversation at least once a month because I feel like when people look at black girl culture and they assume that it's something that I'm profiting off of or like it's a business or like there's a bunch of people behind it and I'm like 
no, like that is not the case. And like a lot of people have asked me like, oh, well, why don't you just monetize it? Like, why don't you just get ads on the website? Like, why don't you, mm-hmm. I don't know, do X, Y, Z. And like, I'm always torn because I also feel like we've talked about now the grind culture and sort of monetization of hobbies on an individual level, but I've seen so many platforms that I once really loved completely change Mm -hmm. because of selling advertisements and because of like trying to monetize their content and trying to profit their audience Mm -hmm. and to me I don't know I just I think there is a way to do it I'm not trying to demonize anyone who chooses to do these things and I mean maybe one day I will I don't know Mm -hmm. but for years I've been hesitant because it's just like I've seen so many people's again like similar to the conversation we were having about dreams being corrupted I've seen so many people's sort of missions and and communities that they've created for a certain reason be completely made into something different Mm -hmm. in an attempt to make a profit off of it and I don't know I just I'm always torn and like I think the internet also really makes us all want to be influencers all want to sort of become able to profit off of ourselves Mm -hmm. and our own identities and like you said we're about to talk about this I guess we can we can transition now but thinking about where this hustle culture this grind culture this like monetize everything you do and touch culture comes from I think in the age of the internet it's almost made worse because one the messaging and and sort of the pressures of seeing other people do it is like that much more frequent Mm -hmm. but also two you're seeing you know, everyone follows these influencers and then thinks that they should be using the internet in the same way, even though, you know, my Instagram's for my friends. Like, why am I trying to monetize my friends? Mm-hmm. Like, no, you know truly. I mean? mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. I, I guess there is a line and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to vilify or, or, or dismiss anyone who chooses to do these things. I don't think it's inherently bad, but it does raise a question of like, you were using Instagram for fun and now it's like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, mm-hmm. but like, no, I think I know what you're trying to say. Question, like, do we all need to be influencers? Do we mm-hmm. all need to have this content that is monetized? Do we all need to have an audience that is unfamiliar to us? Like just because mm-hmm. it's like the wave, you know, does, mm-hmm. does Instagram have to be a platform of profit for most people? Type, type of thing well i think what you're saying is like in theme with what we're talking about like are you doing this because you want to do this and you think that this is what you want to use your platform for or because you've seen all these people using it for that and you think that that's how it should be also instagram in and of itself makes it worse with that new shopping tab that they put on mm-hmm. they it's like they want the platform to be for profit and monetization so when you find people who are using instagram like casually like here's a picture of a tree that i thought was really pretty or whatever that seems like almost out of the ordinary even though when the app started that's what it was for right i think that's so interesting also just thinking about you know social media and how that perpetuates grind culture because also it's so much more accessible to see people who are living these like lavish lifestyles or whatever which i think also feeds into the idea that like okay i need to grind not just so i can be an influencer do what they're doing but also so that i can live in the way that they're living So, like, being able to have access to these celebrities and, like, see them driving around in this car that you want or being able to, you know, see pictures of the house that they're living in or the vacations that they're going on, all of that kind of adds this, you know, I guess warped vision of, like, okay, I want to be a millionaire, billionaire, and if I work hard enough, then I can do that. Even though I love those, well, not love, but, like, there will be those tweets that'll be, like, you, where you are now are so much more close, like, much closer 
to being in extreme poverty than you are to being a billionaire. So you doing all of this like hustle and grinding, trying to be a billionaire X, Y, and Z, like be honest and realistic in the fact that, you know, not everyone can be a billionaire. That's just not how it works. Yeah, I think there's something though to be said about like hearing that Kylie Jenner might make a hundred thousand plus off of one Instagram post Mm -hmm. and then sort of being like one Instagram post, like I have the ability to post, Mm -hmm. like we both have the same technology at our fingertips and like maybe the only difference is that I'm not posting right Mm -hmm. type of thing rather than like really it's all these other things that are built for her as a billionaire and like her already being a billionaire that allows her to do these things. But Mm -hmm it's tough and it's sad to me and I think again Instagram is so crazy and like maybe the most the most obvious example of and and sort of result of this culture that we've kind of become used to and that like like you said it is weird to see someone just posting pictures just because on Instagram even on the most small level like Mm -hmm. even on the smallest account like even on my own I might be thinking like well, is this grid worthy? Like, is this like gonna be weird? You know, is it edited properly for no reason? I'm not making any money off of my Instagram. Like, why am I thinking about these things? Mm-hmm. Of, you know? So I guess I think it's all, it is all connected and it, mm-hmm. it's all a little sad. And, and again, I, I don't want it to seem like we're, you know, dismissing the possibility of doing any of this thing right. Like, I think if you love to curate your Instagram feed because that's what brings you pleasure and like you love the aesthetic of it and like to to use this as sort of some like visual thing like that's dope you should keep doing it mm-hmm. but I think we all would do ourselves a service to think about why we engage in the internet in the ways that we do mm-hmm. and think about how they can, that can be more how we can move those behaviors to be more in line with what actually is bringing us joy because ultimately if it ain't then why are you doing it no (laughs) truly because I think speaking as someone who again if you look at my Instagram my all of my posts were last semester or whatever were all paid posts they were all sponsored posts to the point where I started to hate Instagram and resent it so much that I literally would not post and also you get in your head about like okay everything has to be for likes it has to be for engagement it has to like be so that I can make a profit out of it so when I would like want to post just like a casual like selfie or like when I'm in the park I'm like this is not what people are coming onto my Instagram for and I resented my Instagram so much to the fact that I had to make a separate Instagram so that I could post my pictures of my trees so that I could post like you know, like a casual selfie that I took with my friends in the park. And I'm like, why did I have to make a whole nother account for my friends just for this? And I think, again, I don't have like a super like huge, huge following, but there is like a certain pressure when you do have, you know, a lot of people, especially a lot of strangers looking at your account to like have to put a wall up and have to be a little bit more impersonal, if that makes sense. Or even like on my story, like using this fake voice, like, hi guys, how are you doing? And I'm like, I don't talk to my friends like this. Why am I on my story talking like this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the money's nice. It's nice to be able to make a bag, like you said, being able to make a couple thousand off just a single post. That feels good. That feels great. But at what cost? You know, at the end of the day, what cost? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's it's tough and I mean ultimately there is no right answer Mm -hmm. like ultimately everyone has to think about it for themselves like for some folks it might be like you making a separate space that is for you and for your people for other people it might be 
something else like who knows it mm-hmm. might be like maybe I'm not doing paid posts or maybe I'm not doing paid posts that aren't xyz aligned with whatever like mm-hmm. I think that's that's the challenge and I think I guess that's also the takeaway mm-hmm. like we're not here to tell y'all what to do we're not here to tell ourselves what to do like mm-hmm. this is what we all have to figure out but I think it's conversation we should all be having with ourselves and, and our people like mm-hmm. if you see your friend acting a little different maybe they need a little guidance <laughs> to act themselves. like I don't know truly no truly yeah but anyways know. oh one other thing college back to college and school and our our crazy peers mm, child i we, you brought this up but we need to talk about how many people they have entire personalities based on these extracurriculars based on these like grinds and yeah bro it's like it's weird to me tell me about you like beyond your grind like that's what i'm saying we get it you're busy like we get it thank you <laughs> we get it you're exhausted we get it you don't have any time for your personal pleasures like why this, is that cute why is what you're proud of like why is that something that you felt the need to like share with i don't know and just like to the point sometimes it's weird like I've had experiences where I've been like friends with people who are like really into like the whole social media stuff to the point where like even when we would go out to have a fun time it's like okay we need to take pictures so that I could post it on my Instagram I'm like sis I'm trying to get drunk and have a good time right. I'm not taking any pictures but then when you're surrounded by like those type of people it can get like easy to get into that thing of like okay maybe I need to take pictures too maybe I need to post them maybe I need to be on my grind and then the more that you distance yourself away from that you're like actually I hate this I hate taking pictures I don't want to be doing this at all well that's the saddest part I think most of us hate it Mm -hmm. and I I mean maybe there are a couple people that do I can't speak for everybody but I do believe that like there are very few people that enjoy this Mm -hmm. even more of a question of like back to we've been asking this whole time but like why then like stop just stop Mm -hmm. nobody's making you do it but yourself like just stop and see how you feel because I I don't know I just to me like I definitely had fallen into since we're talking a lot about social media um like that even in high school which I'm starting I'm looking back and I'm like why (laughs) I would send my pictures to like 10 people before I would post it and be like which one and like Mm -hmm. do like five different edits of like which one should it be there and you know what I mean and it was just like I reached a point and I was just like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like they're going to see it once it's up and I'm going to post the one that I like best. Yeah. <laughs> because then, you know, God forbid someone likes a different one than I liked. And then it's this whole, you know, dilemma of like, mm-hmm. it's just, I was like, no, no, yeah. like we're not going to keep doing that. Like we're not going to keep just making stuff just because like mm-hmm. it just is exhausting. And, and it does make you resent those spaces. Like, mm-hmm. and it makes you, wonder like if you're doing it right and ultimately I don't know you just have to let all that shit go you have to let it all go because period exhausting otherwise I love that growth though I love that for you because I know people who still do that so listen and I forgot I've been thinking it's my high school thing no baby no baby (laughs) no I mean sometimes I'll even fall into that trap I mean I don't really post on my Instagram anymore but definitely when I was posting regularly I'm like okay like which post should I do which one is the best but like that's exhausting all of it and also I think for context of this episode I feel like we'd be forgetting the fact that we are literally in a global pandemic like we are literally living in one of those I don't know people say like this is like a once in a lifetime thing like this is this is a tough time that we are currently living in so I'm like when I'm seeing on Twitter people being like 
you know, make sure you're using that, um, your stimulus check to start a business or to buy an LLC. I'm just like, can you shut up, please? Really? Like, please. I'm like, we're in the people, people are out here dying. Like healthcare workers are like working their asses off to like save all of us. And you're talking about like investment right now in the state of the world. Right. Really? That's where your priority like lies? Bitcoin, like go start and buy an LLC. Like, mm-hmm. or, or even those stupid tweets that are like, don't buy your girl flowers, like buy her LLC. Like, it's just like, let's remove all of the pleasure from things and make them about possible That's what profit. I'm saying. And also, it's misinforming people because, like, you buy the LLC and then what? And then what? You, business, you don't got no customers. <laughs> truly, truly, because they don't think that far ahead because it's not something that they want to be doing. It's something that they've been taught that they should be doing. Or it's just like a learned right. behavior, like, this is the standard. This is what people do when they want to make money. Let me just buy an LLC and then guess figure it out or play by ear after that and i'm like no it's not how it works buy her some flowers give her some chocolate too (laughs) or maybe buy her the like how to start a business for dummies book like at the very (laughs) that's what you want minimum (laughs) you're just you're skipping some steps by buying that llc you gotta start also you gotta give her a burden like don't give me god forbid a man that i'm seeing ever was like here start a business i'm like no why would you put labor on me why are you giving me labor as a gift I'm like, right <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine listen the way i would leave i can't i can't You'd be like oh oh bye <laughs> like, they fade out and they're like <laughs> <laughs> literally just disappear disintegrate because i'm like why on earth would you do that but, but no. it's just a message it's, it's sad and it i mean we've talked about it but like we are rest right now mm-hmm. is kind of show ourselves. It's so hard to be doing anything beyond the bare minimum. And even the bare minimum is a challenge. Like, yeah. especially for folks listening in school, like I think this is something we're all living through and I don't know if we're talking about it enough, but like school right now, Tough. being able to focus in a Zoom class, even one Zoom class a day, like even if that's what you have, mm-hmm. it's a challenge. And nothing is wrong with you for feeling like you cannot focus like that you cannot get stuff done and Mm -hmm. and put the pressure on people to ask them to do above that to like go to do more than what they need to at this Mm -hmm. time is like that's too much Mm -hmm. and not realistic and ultimately it's gonna burn you out and I'm not saying that like you know, if you are someone who's capable of doing multiple things in this time, like kudos, Mm -hmm. like know that you are that is dope for you. Mm-hmm. Don't use that to pressure other people to be doing the exact same thing as you. And also, like, don't feel pressure to keep it up. Yeah, you might one day like be totally motivated to to start your business plan or whatever it might be, and the next day you might be exhausted and like you're not. That next day, allow yourself to be exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to live up to that whole like finish your to-do list every day type of thing yeah in, especially in a pandemic but I think that's true always like we deserve rest rest is radical like Period. black people are not taught to rest enough especially so and black women especially so like mm-hmm. I say bask in doing absolutely nothing and feel justified and not like you have to explain it especially in times like this but I think always that's that's what I'm gonna say that is a word <laughs> to end this on period queen honestly yes yeah, it's, I think it's so, so hard to find balance 
in this time but like you said like there was this quote i saw that was like work hard but like relax even harder like you deserve that rest at the end of the day you're saying black women don't get to rest so i'm gonna make sure that i rest and i make sure that i take care of myself i'm gonna make sure that i'm kind to myself especially because i think by these standards it's like okay like nothing is ever going to be enough like you can never really be proud because celebrate your wins celebrate your victories and i think you know, there's this whole thing of like, okay, you get something and then you have to like move on to the next thing. Like, what's next? Like, no, bask in your glory a little bit, sis. Like, right. you did the damn also, thing. Yeah. Even if those wins are small, tiny. Even if getting up and I don't know, maybe you wash your clothes, maybe you clean your room. Like, Good for you, girl. You're doing better than me. Cause... Exactly. <laughs> Let me turn my camera down and show y'all what this floor looks like. Because... <laughs> no, truly, truly. Y'all don't see my bed right now. Mm-hmm. But no, um, yeah. I think that was a good conversation today. I actually needed that too. Midterms just ended. So that conversation, I'm going to rest the spring break. That also was bringing me joy. That's what yes. spring break coming up. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think, it, yeah, it is much needed. And I feel like it's an ongoing thing. Like, mm-hmm. That's the thing with these types of conversations. Like we might remind ourselves like, ah, work-life balance. Me and my, my dad be joking because my older cousin um, is always joking about like he's like it's really important that I have a work-life balance but you know like my my biggest failure in college was not grinding more and I'm just like Mm-mm. right so I feel like be honest return to these types of conversations with yourself and your friends as often as you need to because it's easy to get swept up and you might know right now the rest is important and you might forget it tomorrow so mm-hmm. I might forget it tomorrow shoot so mm-hmm. find your ways to remind yourself that like am I doing this for me? Am I doing this for joy? Or am I doing this for somebody else? Because I think that's something we all could benefit from. But yes, definitely needed in this time and always. Mm-hmm. I guess, okay, it was bringing me joy. Hmm. I was also going to say spring break. This is my first week off in like of work and school. Oh, wow. Like, I know I still got to work. I don't even know how long. Yeah. <laughs> like, I genuinely do not know how long so I'm very excited about Basket, that. do you have plans? No. And that's beautiful. And that's beautiful. That was a test. That was a test. I, I was testing you. No, no, I literally have no plans. And I, I love that. Girl, sleep. <laughs> Go to bed. I don't even know. What to, I mean, we'll see if I really have work off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got work off on the calendar. So, so in the period. <laughs> that's that. No, I'm excited. Yeah. I I'm living for this midterms kicked my butt this week they they had me plus I was doing again the two jobs I'm like man I need to reflect I'm like why do you have two internships miss ma'am and you're taking these credits five classes <laughs> I'd be tired but this spring break is gonna be great I have some I have some dates planned that I'm going on so I'm excited <laughs> there's a bookstore that I've been wanting to go to so I'm going what bookstore is it the Strand? I think that's what it's called. Oh yes, it's a big I one. thought it was gonna be the Strand. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've never been. It. I've never been to a bookstore. I've only ever been to Barnes and Nobles. We don't have bookstores. Bookstores in the Bahamas, girl. <laughs> really? I've only been to Barnes and Nobles when I came to like visit like Florida a couple times when I was in high school. But I've never girl. been to like a bookstore. And then there's also like an indie bookstore in um I think it's Greenwich Village or East Village or something that we're going to. Period. Well, enjoy. Bookstores are cute. I can't believe you've never been to one. What I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I was like, hey, this spring break, bring myself. Well, some that's joy. a good one to be like your first. So yeah, I think you'll like. It. I'm excited. Yay. Anyways, that is 
Oh, I'm taking your line. No, it's fine. It's fine. But yes, <laughs> that is all that we have for you guys today. Um, thanks for tuning in. You know, I hope this conversation was something I think we all needed to hear, but I hope you took something away from it. Um, yeah, just be kind to yourself. Get some rest, y'all. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. You keep up with us again, on, as always, on social media, on Instagram at Black Girl Blueprint, Twitter at B Girl Blueprint. And just a reminder, go buy our crew decks. Go buy them buy right crew. now. Go buy our crew decks. So go buy one. They're on sale until Monday, the 8th. Mm-hmm. So you have a few days left. And I mean, just, you know, I think you'll look really great in them. Everyone in your life thinks you'll look amazing in them. Like, everyone in your life is going to love you even more after you have it. So, I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you get one? You know, period. And that's it. And also, you know, after you go and buy one of our crewnecks, if you like this episode, you could let us know by you could subscribe. You could leave us a little review. You can raise a little five stars. And also, once you get a crewneck, send us a picture in the crewneck. Wait, I'm just saying, that'd be so cute if we did, like, a post of everyone in there. Stop. Anyway, buy your crew next, y'all. And, and tell your auntie, too, because I feel like she would like it as well. And tell but your anyways. mama. And let, exactly. like, tell your daddy, too. Listen, your little listen, cousin. Listen, get anyone to buy a crew next. Everybody, send it to your group chat. Period. But anyway, <laughs> that's all we got. <laughs> we will see y'all next Thanks, week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>